Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. What's up, good people? Welcome to episode 53 of the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic and common sense pursuit of health and wellness. Today's episode, my friends, is brought to you by ProjectRook.com, where we getting healthy and well for real this time. What's going on, good people? What's going on? Man, the sun is shining like I cannot wait to make this move. You know, the hug and I have a three-year plan, and we are chucking the deuces to the East Coast. I was not designed to live anywhere other than a tropical atmosphere. I must. I need the fruit. I need the sunshine. I need the water, the wind. Like, I need all of that, and I... I got to make it happen. And I could complain about not being able to make it happen now, or I could make excuses about why it's easier for everybody else, or I could tap into my power and figure out how magical that I am, that I can literally create the reality that I want for myself, put a plan in place, and boom, make it happen. And that's it. Like, this is what, need people to get and I'm okay with being the example like use me put put me out there to say well girl I thought you said you was gonna do I I love it but I need people to realize that you really can create the reality that you want for yourself it starts with your mind and that kills most people right there the the mind play is done like it's yeah no you just forget about it But if you can believe, it sounds so simple. I think this is what trips people up about the simplicity of getting healthy. It sounds too simple. For you just to say, as much as we know about health, as much as all the studies that go on, science and experiments and researchers and scientists and doctors, how can it be that simple? But it is. You know, God is not the author of confusion, right? But that's what I I want to kind of talk about today is I put a post up yesterday asking what was the thing hindering most people in their health progress. You know, was it you don't know what to eat? Was it you don't know how to detox? Is it you can't stay consistent or, you know, financially you kind of strapped and over 50% of responses spoke to the consistency factor. Now, this makes sense. And, you know, this crosses over really every aspect of life. Most people can't stay consistent with what it is that they say that they want. Whether it's business goals or, you know, personal goals, you know, things at home with their significant other, as a parent, just as a individual that's pretty universal. It is also the thing that I found when I watch those who are really 
successful and who are operating in their element, that's the one thing that I find. They figured out how to be consistent. And it's power and consistency. What I like, though, I like those who are really trying, who are really genuine. Like when I say let's get healthy and, and well for real this time, I like those who really want that. Like even though you haven't figured it out just yet, even though you've tried and failed several times, there's something within you that you keep going back to it. And I like that. And I believe the universe responds to intention in that regard. That when you have a true desire, even though you don't know the how just yet, the desire is there. That's what people talk about when they say knowing your why. And I, from experience, believe that if you seek, you will find. Now, you may not find it as quick as you would have liked to, but but you'll find it nonetheless. And when it comes to this health thing, I want us to understand that it really ain't about you losing weight. I mean, you know, we want that and that's going to happen, but it really ain't about that. It really ain't about you getting rid of your, you know, illnesses and ailments, even though we want that and that's going to happen too. It really ain't about that. There, there's something else that happens during this process. It's a transformation that's going on. It's something about the journey that we miss. So we watch what people do, especially now with social media. And people are selling. They're selling the idea that they can save you from the journey. Oh, sign up for this and we can get you there in three months. You know, sign up for this and I can tell you how you can make $100,000 in just 30 days. And first of all, uh, they full of crap. They may mean well, but what they're failing to tell you is, all right, this is what they're doing. Let's break this down. I'll use me for an example. I could easily create a product and say, this is how you become a vegan in 30 days, right? And I would be truthful. I would be pulling from all of my experience. I I would give you all the tips that I use, all the meals and things that I prepared, how I, you know, went out when I was um, going out to restaurants, how I, you know, ate then, how did I navigate around holiday times? Well, I would give it all those, I would give you all of that now, and all those things would be true. The fallacy, though, is I would be tricking you to believe that I reached all of those goals and I accomplished all of that in a 30-day time frame. And that's just not so. It's just not so. Now, I, I think 30-day challenges are cool. I'm kind of doing one now myself. And this is just something that I'm doing, you know, personally. It has nothing to do with anyone else. But those things are cool. But, and it does help people to avoid avoid some mistakes. And it gives you tips on how to be more successful. But I don't care what anybody packages up. Can't nobody save you from the process. The process is what you need to sustain you. So you can't 
despise the time that it takes to figure this thing out. I love Tyler Perry's story. I know people don't like Tyler. That's fine. I don't care. You don't like his, you know, the stuff that he promotes, the stereotypical, you know, movies and shows he does. I'm not even talking about any of that. Sometimes we got to be able to look beyond our personal opinions and our, you know, whatever our morality parameter is to, to see the principles, the core principles that take people from average to good to great. And what I like about his story when I hear him tell it is how long he worked. Like year after year, he said he started to put these plays on. He would save up all of his you know, income tax money. He would have $12,000. He would invest it all into this play for only 30 people to come out. And 20 of them he knew. But he would go back again the next year and do it all over again. And he continued to do this for like seven or eight years. Man, look, I don't even know how to just, I get chills when I think about that. How many people could do that? Like you mad because this this man has a 50 acre, whatever it is, and he's living the way he's living with a private jet. Why? Why? Look, Look at what he put in. How many people can commit to something for eight weeks, let alone for eight years? But do you know what happened to him during that eight-year process? He was in the school of hard knocks. Like, it's nothing you can do to remove the things that he learned and the character he developed during that time. Man, that's so dope to me. That I mean, in most of the stories that you read about, about people who are successful and just find people who you like and just read up about them, you know, and how they got to the point where they are, where they, I, I'll use Kevin Hart, for example. I think it's so weird. I always know when people are not in line with greatness. I always know when people are not operating on a frequency of excellence, when they hate on people who are doing well. It's so bizarre. How can you hate on that brother? Look at what he was able to accomplish. All right, I'm getting off track a little bit. But that, man, anyway, (laughs) the point that I'm making is that there's something about the process that you got to figure out how to embrace. We spending too much time trying to get out. We just want the end result. Rook, well, I, I, you know what I mean? I've been trying this and, and nothing works for me. Nothing works for you? Whoa, nothing? I'd be like, well, have you tried this? No, I ain't tried that. Oh, what about have you tried this? No, I, well, no, I ain't tried. Well, I just thought you just said nothing works. Come on now. You are your greatest assignment. There is no expiration date. So the time factor doesn't matter. This brings me to my topic or the title of today's show. The key to staying consistent with your health goals, I believe, is burning your boats. I believe if we can figure out what that means and how to really apply it, I think, I think it will allow us to really commit to ourselves See, this ain't about anybody else. It's really about you. 
the commitment that you have to have. I know we always say that you should tie your goals to someone else. Like your why should be connected to someone else and be bigger than someone else. And that's fine. But there has to be a part of you that loves you enough that you're doing this just for you. For a moment. Just for a moment. Just, just, just put a pause on everything else. It has to be about you. It has to be about your health, your wellness, you feeling well, you living a life that you desire just for you. Now, the, <laughs> the analogy behind burning the boats actually comes from a historical legend. Um, as the story is told, um, Spanish conqueror, Hernando Cortez, right? So the homie decided that he wanted to overtake the Aztec empire. So he gathered up his men, right? With about, you know, the story varies, 500 to 600 men of his. He put the homies on about 11 ships. This was supposedly around 1519, right? And he traveled to Mexico against, you know, all advice or whatever he went. He decided we're going to overthrow the Aztecs. We're going to take over their possessions and their land. That's the story. All right. So they arrived to the island. And they realized that they are outnumbered quite a bit. (laughs) That they have a hell of a task on their hands. Right. So word gets back to Hernando that his man's in them. They getting a little shaky. They getting a little doubtful. Like, I don't know. Like, I, we was feeling good about this before. But now that our physical eye can see that the task before us is looking a little bit more <sighs> challenging than we expected. Like, we doing the calculations, man. I don't know. So once Hernando got wood for this, he sent word to probably his main men's in them. Because, you know, typically when you got a group, you got your main men's, you know, they kind of roll with you hard. And then you got the little stragglers that you kind of know they ain't about five cents, but but you you got them because they add to your numbers. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he probably sent his main mans and them to tell the doubters, hey, burn the boats. What? Wait a minute, excuse me. Burn the boats. (laughs) I crack up every time I tell that story. I love it. Burn the boats. If, if we gonna take the island, if we're going to go home, I'm sorry. If we're going to go home, we'll take their boats back. Woo! So what are you saying, Rook? What you're saying? What I'm saying is the man eliminated any exit strategy. There was only one option. The option was to win. We got one option. And that is, we either going to win or win. 
we either gonna overtake come on come on now i'm, I'm feeling a little preachy right now <gasps> we either gonna overtake the island or we gonna die that's that do or die mentality i did I'm a, i think i'm gonna need to do another podcast about that are you ready to die or are you willing to die I think I did it back in like episode 10 or 15 or something like that. But that's the key. I swear. I swear to you. Are you willing to die? That's the secret to the consistency piece. And I know that sounds crazy. But, okay, think about it. Let's, let's, let's break down this thing. <clears throat> the first thing that they did, right? was they made a decision what it was they wanted to do and what it was that they were trying to conquer you got to make a decision i keep repeating that because most people say i have i remember i first hear i first heard um et the hip-hop preacher say that and he used to get on my nerves because he would say it consistently and as i was in the midst of like i couldn't figure things out like when you when you know when you just want something like your spirit is just just pulling at you but your mind is all over the place the results that you get in in the physical is all over the place and you just cannot figure out how to bring those things together now remember he used to keep saying that make a decision I'm like damn it I made a decision and ain't nothing happening and what is happening ain't what I want to happen ooh so I'm here to tell you, you ain't made a decision yet. You ain't made a decision yet. You haven't made the decision. Decision should sound something like, and you know I'm being uh, I'm being kind of funny here because only you can decide how your decision sounds. But just an example. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I will dedicate my life to myself. I ain't going to stop. Until I become my best, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Whatever takes, however long it takes, and I will die. I will get it or I'll die trying. You got to burn the boats, babe. You got to burn the boats. You got to burn the option to lose, the option to surrender. You got to remove it. Make the decision. You cannot be general. You got to be specific. Well, you know, I want to lose weight. What does that mean? Hell, if you go have a good boo-boo, you can really lose about three pounds in a day. Okay, so <clears throat> Tony Robbins tells this story. And it's him walking on the beach. And he tells a story that a guy comes up to him, a homeless guy, who he's, he assumes is homeless comes up to him and ask him for um a quarter hey mister can i have a quarter he said a quarter that's all you want is a quarter he said yeah that's all i want that's all i need I, j- 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 just just give me a quarter if i had a quarter a quarter it would just it would change it would change everything for me i just need a quarter he said okay you sure yeah yeah just a quarter so Tony said he goes in his pocket and he's pulling out all these dollar bills and the guy's just looking <clears throat> and um, 
He finally finds a quarter and he gives it to him. And he says, the guy looks at him. He's like, bro, you're weird. And what he said to the guy was, sir, I gave you a quarter because that's what you asked for. He said, life will always give you exactly what you asked for. So be careful what you ask for. Now, I'm not not verbatim what he said, but you got to name your price. He could have got $20 probably if he asked for it. He asked for a quarter. And that's what he gave him, a quarter. And life is going to give you what you asked of it. If you ask of it the bare minimum, if you ask of it normal, average, that's what you're going to get. If you tell life that everybody in my family is overweight, so I'm supposed to be overweight, that's what life going to give you. That's that's what you said. That's You're not asking for any more. You, you named your price, and it was pretty low. And life obliged. What is it that you want? What does it look like? What does losing weight look like? Is it a number? I don't know. Does it matter what the number is? Does it matter more about how you feel? Does getting healthy to you look like, well, I just want to be able to walk around the park with my kids without getting tired? Does it look like that? I don't know. I want to be able to, you know, walk around the mall with my boo and not feel like I need to, you know, stop. Every 15 minutes. I don't I don't want my knees to ache anymore. I want to be able to see my grandkids get older and play with them. I want to feel good as I get older. I don't want to be drugged up all the time. I don't know whatever it looks like for you. You got to figure out what does it look like and be specific. What is it that you're trying to conquer? What is the, what is the goal? What, it, what does it look like for you? What does your best look like for you? And then the second thing that they did, they had the plan. Once they put a bullseye on what the goal was, right, they put a plan together. Look at here. We're going to gather up these men. We're going to get these ships. And we're going to roll up on that ass. And we're going to get that. And so they decided. That was their plan. I'm asking you, what's your plan? Once you tell me what that goal is, right? I want to eat healthy. That's the standard statement. I want to lose weight. I want to eat healthy. All right, boom. What's the plan? How do you implement that on a day-to-day, a week-to-week basis? Now, some people might be saying, well, damn, Rook, if I knew how to do that, I could stay consistent. (laughs) That's valid. I got it. That's valid. That's valid. You start where you are, if I can help with that. You start where you are. See, this is this is the process what that I'm talking about. This is the character building that I'm talking about. So I can give you the tips, but there is something about you locking into your decision and what it is that you're trying to conquer. That has to become your guide. That has to become your motivating piece. That's what that do or die mindset means. That... Hmm, 
I'm committing to eating a salad. I ain't even going to say every day because to you, that still might be extreme. So maybe once a week, I don't know. And that's what you lock in on. Whatever that plan is, whatever that goal is, rather, you have to align the plan with that. If it's physical fitness, what does that look like for you? Is it 10 minutes? I like the um, stair stepper theory or method, if you want to call it. And I don't know who came up with this. I um, I believe it was James Clear, who I was um, who I follow, who is, is is a really a good follow. If you're not familiar with him, James Clear, he talks a lot about um, he kind of specializes in time management and um, habits. And so a lot of the research and the things that he writes speaks to, you know, research that's been done and um, things that he's kind of applied in his life and how to kind of master time and how to create and develop better habits. And um, the stair stepper method, so to speak, has to do with you connecting a habit to something else that you are or a new habit that you would like to create, you you add that to something that you already do every day. So case in point, if you take a bath every night, I'm hoping you do, maybe, um, <laughs> or in the morning, whenever you wash your ass, I don't know. You put it either before that or after that. So let's just say you're looking to start doing exercise. And exercise doesn't have to look the way you think it should should look. It's just, it's just activity. It's just moving your body. So let's just say you decided every day before I get in the shower, while I'm in the bathroom, I'm going to do 25 jumping jacks and I'm going to do 25 push-ups. Now that sounds like, well, that ain't enough. Well, damn it, do you do it now? It's more than you're doing now. Exactly. So, <laughs> but but do you follow what I'm saying? It's connected to something you already do. It's not like you rearranging your schedule. And in your mind, you tell yourself, before I get in the shower, this is what I'm going to do. Or it could be, hey, after I get in, after I get in the shower, well, you probably don't want to do it after, but you you follow what I'm saying. It could be connected to anything like that. It could be, you know, before I eat dinner, or after I eat dinner, I'm going to do XYZ. Or um after I brush my teeth, I'm gonna make sure I you know, read about X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be. But the point here is that it helps to link. It's like a chain and you already, you link to something that you're already doing anyway. So it doesn't feel like a task. It doesn't feel like, see, when I tell you to get up 15 or 30 minutes early in the morning, your brain starts thinking, oh my God, I don't even want to get up when I have to get up 30 minutes earlier. No, but if you connect it to something that you're already doing anyway, you're already up, you're already in the bathroom. You're about to get in the shower. Boom, do this. Or it can be immediately after I get out of the shower, I go and fix my smoothie. Different things like that. You 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 weigh it based on what it is that you do on a day-to-day basis and kind of get in where you fit in, but you follow what I'm saying. But the decision, the plan, and once those two things were in place, that last piece, the burning of the boats, 
that's the eliminating the option to quit. That's the eliminating the plan B, C, D, E. Because just think about this. If you if you were in that same scenario and that happened, I guarantee you that something happens in your mind once the option to retreat is eliminated. Just think about the scenario now. You roll up on this island, right? You about to, you, you feeling good about it now. You're a gangster. You get there and your eyes, ooh, them physical eyes, they get you every time. Then they start to call and to question what it is that you're doing. Like, oh man, can we really do this? I don't know. But then you eliminate the option to do anything else. What do you think would happen to you at that moment? i give you a better example. If right now, if in fact you went to the doctor today and the doctor, mm, let's see, what? think of something that scares y'all. Oh, cancer. Cancer already always scares everybody. So let's just say you got a diagnosis of, you know, stage four cancer. And the doctor told you he was giving you three months to live, right? So, um, he says, if you don't change your diet today and start exercising today, you, you're going to die. You're, you're, you're not even going to make it to three months. What would you do today? I know what you would do. Your ass would change their diet and you start exercising today. Whether you wanted to or whether you didn't. Do you follow what I'm saying? It's something about that, that, that factor of the fear of losing. The fear of, I don't have any of the, when you remove all other options. See, if you just go in today, he tell you, you know, your blood pressure is so high. You know, you really on the borderline. You, you know, if you keep down this path, you could have a stroke. Eh, eh. It, it might ruffle your, your feathers a little bit. You might come out and feel like, dang, I'm going to need to do better. But if you go in there with a death sentence, it's something about you that's going to trigger. And that triggering ain't got nothing to do with motivation. It ain't got nothing to do with willpower. It has nothing to do with any of those things. But the fact that all other options are off the table it lights a fire inside, doesn't it? Yeah. Same thing. That's how you stay consistent, guys. And that it may sound, again, simplistic, but maybe I should add this part in there, too. Even thinking back to whatever, you know, Cortez and his men faced, trust and believe that there was a battle. Trust and believe that there was some beating, some bruises, some cuts, some bloodshed. I'm not telling you that this is just cut and dry. That once you burn your boats, you're just going to walk walk straight through and everything going to be smooth sailing. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. You must first be kind to yourself. I think we missed that piece. 
you don't have to be, you know why you don't have to beat yourself up? Because you've already decided that you're going to do or die. What does that mean? Once you know that you're going to win, that ultimately you're going to win, you don't trip over minor failures. So what? This week you you fell off. Well, so what? Oh, man, yesterday I can't even believe. Shoot, I didn't even work out. I didn't even do whatever. So what? You're already locked into your long-term goal. You know that come hell or high water, this is what you're going to do. You're already locked in. So the minor failures don't matter. You learn. This is where the self-awareness comes in. You have to start asking yourself, what was happening during these times that knocked me off gear? Was it something in my mood? Did I have something that was stressing me at the time that made me gravitate towards something that I thought felt good? So anything that I thought that was penalizing me or restricting me, I didn't want anything to have, you know, I didn't want anything to do with it. So that's why I didn't go and eat that salad. The hell with it. I was stressed out at work and I wanted to feel good and a burger just felt good to me and damn it, I ate it. You, you have to connect your actions or your emotions to your actions. What causes you to get off track? What is going on at those moments where you find yourself left or right and not in the middle? That's when you start to learn yourself. Hmm, I see. I see. I see what kind of takes me off my rocker a little bit. This is what happens. I see that when I feel good, I want to eat good. That's weird. I see if I got a day off and I'm just, you know, vibing and the sun is shining. I got my windows down. You know, I had me a smoothie today. I was feeling good. But then I see on the next day when I was just overwhelmed, my kids was getting on my nerves, my baby daddy, baby mama was doing X, Y, Z, and I look, I'm just going to get me a pizza, and I ate the whole damn thing. Got to know those things to, to ever begin to get in control of them. This is all a learning lesson. This is, this is all a learning process. The consistency sometimes takes time. It does. It takes practice, especially when you spent most of your life being inconsistent. But the figuring out what you want, like there are things that I want like badly, like so passionately, so woo, just strong. And I'm going to get them. Now, I'd be lying if I said I kind of would would have liked to have had them already I'd be lying but I also understand what's going on right now what's going on in this time as I am patiently waiting yet pursuing I understand this building process so that when I do walk into those things I'm gonna be ready not only to get the things but to keep the things because that's important so I wouldn't what is the saying? Don't despise the small beginnings. I wouldn't even despise the small failures. So what? Doesn't matter. We will commit ourselves to jobs, right? That let us down. We will commit ourselves to other people. But it's something about committing ourselves to ourselves that we struggle with. Who's more important? Than you. Who is worth it? 
more than you. That's like, come on, think about that for a second. If not, if you don't do it for you, then who else? Does, does that does that kind of make some sense there? But the consistency part, it gets better every time. Even if you start, I was talking about challenges. Even if you start some of these challenges, you know, that are going around. And I think they're cool. I think they're cool to do. Um, you know, whether they're seven day, three day, 21 day, 30 day, 40 day, whatever. Even if you start them, let's just say it's like a seven day meat free challenge. And maybe you don't get through all of it. Every time that you do it, you get better. Every every time when you started to walk as a little kid, little baby, whatever. You didn't try 10 times and decide, well, this not this must not be for me. Um, I don't think walking is in my genes. Um, I just have to accept what life gave me. Just be grateful because, you know, some people can't walk. No, <laughs> no, no. So why does it matter how many times you've tried? It doesn't. Try again. Restart again and again. My favorite quote by Les Brown. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you figure out how to do it well. The people who you see who are a success, man, you underestimate the amount of private time that they spent working and failing and trying again and doing it over and trying something different and improving. Like you underestimate, you didn't see any of that time that they put in. And when we want to give ourselves an excuse, we want to have a pity party. We try to say, oh, well, it was easy for them. I mean, you know, their mama got money. Well, it's easy for her because, you know, she don't have to work as many hours as I do. It's easy for him. You know, my job, I'm working all the time. I'm, and I work late hours. I mean, it's easy easy for them to eat healthy. Like, and then we start making all these excuses to make us feel better. Don't make excuses. Just get better. That's the commitment part. What do you want? What do you want? Every time you fall back or fall out of line with what your initial goal was, doesn't mean enough to you to jump back on. One more time. One more time. And these are things that I've had to do to reprogram my mind. I've had, I have a journal. Man, I've been trying to do this for so long, (laughs) y'all. Not trying. Not trying. I don't like that word. I've been doing, doing this for so long. But I found a journal that I had from, um, I think it was 2013 through 2014. And I would, and those would be the notes that I wrote to myself. I would have to tell myself, like I had to program myself to believe that I could do it. I, I would have to say, I would write myself notes. It don't matter how many times we fail, we're going to try again. It don't matter. We trying again. One more time. One more time. And that's the way I approach life. It just doesn't matter. Like you cannot beat me because I'm never going to give up. So. There are some things that I haven't figured out yet. Doesn't matter. I will. I will eventually. Like, it's A, B, C, you know, one, two, three, y'all. You know, you continue to put the work in. You continue to work towards something. You continue to pursue something. 
you're going to get the results. That's just how it works. But the mind, the mind is more powerful than the actions. I'm telling you. The mind can corrode your insides. So if you allow your mind to start playing tricks on you, it will take you down a downward spiral. And then you start to beat yourself up. And once you start beating yourself up, the only thing you want is something that feels good. And most of the time, trash food with all types of chemicals that they have figured out how to manipulate in a lab that they know triggers, you know, uh, responses in your neurotransmitters, whether it's dopamine or whatever else, that they know that stuff makes you feel good. That's why you gravitate towards it. So if you get caught in the trap of beating yourself up because you haven't gotten to where you want to get to or you haven't been able to sustain it just yet, be careful. Be careful because it'll reel you back in and you'll find yourself in the crew of the masses. And the masses have decided that when they have not figured out how to better their lives and improve, they will just convince themselves that the abnormal shit is, is, it's okay. It's not that bad. You know, we, we don't, we don't want to figure out how not to get cancer. We want to be proud with it. This is what cancer looks like. What? Come on now. (laughs) Like we don't want to figure out why we're obese. We're going to say that obesity is great. It's fine. This is what, you know, happy and fat looks like. I'm not saying you shouldn't be happy and fat. But I'm just, you get what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't take a loser's mentality because you haven't figured out how to win yet. And most people are going to do that. It's just a fact. I mean, we see it all the time. You just got to decide which, which one you going to pick. It's either or. The doing or the dying. I mean, I don't want you to die. But you get the point that I'm making here is the mindset is when you want something bad enough that you'll risk it all. Like I will, me walking and my life's work and my life's purpose means so much to me that I'll risk it all. I, I literally will. Like I, I don't even know how to go back if I wanted, even if I wanted to. I don't even know how to go back. Like right now, I'm doing this um this 30-day challenge. And this is a challenge for myself. I have followed, you know, some of the things that people have done. And it's like I said, it's cool. You know, it helps. It can be a point of accountability or whatever. But, you know, I've just gotten to a place where, you know, my spirit always confirms to me that I have to do more. Because I've chosen to do more. And that where most people will kind of bow out, that's why I got to go another level. And so there's some things that I'm trying to do that I'm really trying to show. Like when I, I I guess people think because I've done this for a little while that I've kind of gotten it all together. But I'm going to show you how you can do this thing and still need more work. And I'm talking specifically about the body, health, and healing. So, um, you know, right now I'm on, I guess today would make day 17 of all completely raw high fruit. So what it looks like is I just eat 
majority fruit and I usually have like a salad and that's it and um I'm trying to I'll be able to better explain what I'm doing when I can show the pictures of some before and after especially with my eyes and how you can have such toxicity at the cellular level that it really depends on what you want in regard to your health goals like some people just want to look good you know don't really care about what is required so they'll take pills and weight loss and all types of supplements and if the outside looks fine and they do see a difference in countering kind of in their energy level then they're good and that's fine you got to do what works for you but I'm I'm on something a little different and so I haven't known because I've cleansed so much in the past three years this transition was pretty easy for me I mean I've been mostly raw for um most of the year anyway so I haven't really gone through any major withdrawals I haven't lost no considerable amount of weight maybe two pounds I think and um you know overall I feel good and I'm trying to to see if I can trigger some things in my body and my healing process by, um, you know, just going completely raw and with electrical food and I'll report back with my results. But the key piece is learning myself. And there were times when I attempted to do this where I just felt cravings or whatever. And I, I, I didn't, I released a resistance, if that makes sense. So there's a balance game in this thing, right? You want to hold yourself accountable. You want to set goals, but then you want to watch your body. You want to listen. And you don't want to put your body in a severe place of dis-ease. And I mean, where you are, you in conflict. Like you're not even enjoying what you're doing. This healing, right? Success and abundance. You can't reach that in an unhappy place. You got to figure out how to fall in love. Like this has to mean some, you, something to you. You should be excited about this process. Like, yeah, some of it doesn't feel good. I know from experience. But knowing that you're bettering yourself and your body, like you got to figure out how to get some joy in that. That's where that self-awareness comes in. That self-awareness is what you need because when the times get tough, that's what keeps you consistent. The level of gratitude that you have that, yes, I can still take care of myself. Yes, I still can move. You know, I don't have anyone that has to come and roll my body over from side to side. I I don't have, you know, people that have to to come in and feed me. Like I, I still have activity of my limbs and I'm able to have access to food, even good food if I choose to to buy it and eat it. So the joyful place, the place of gratitude, that's really the secret. I, I left that out. That's so huge. Because if you still find yourself um, angry and upset and irritated that, you know, you're not getting what you want, you're not going to get what you want. Now, this is when we talk about that vibrational work that law of attraction, like you can't get it. You're never going to attract that to you ever. I know I've tried it. So if you can try it and it works, let me know. I'm always interested in hearing, <laughs> hearing about some, um, 
you know, anomalies. So let me know. But from what I've experienced, it doesn't work that way. You got to figure out how to enjoy life and be okay with setting the goal and it not working and trying again. And this is the last thing that I'm going to say. Just because you have health goals that you haven't been able to stick with, if you if you really have done the three things, you've made a concrete decision, right, of what it is you're trying to do, what it is you're trying to conquer, you've put a plan in place, right, and you have burned your boats, you have eliminated your need to, and you have come into a place of, I have to, right? If you've done all of those things and you still find that in the beginning, you're not still not staying as consistent as you like, that doesn't mean that you're not consistent. Follow what I'm saying here. All of this is a process. Even thinking better, even learning how not to think negatively is a process. But if you're locked in, I'm not talking about those half-steppers. I'm not talking about those who, you know, they ain't put no plan in place. You know, yeah, they said it, but eh. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about those who have seriously, genuinely put these measures in place but have fallen short. But even when you do, you start again. You're still being consistent. So don't even put yourself in the category of, I can't stay consistent. No, keep going. You, you, you need more practice. Just keep going. Just keep trying. Just try it again and again and again. I don't care. And you'll know when you need to self-check yourself again and say, you know what? All right, this is not even about me needing practice. I'm bull jiving now. I got I to keep it real with myself. All right, let me cut the crap and do something different. You'll know. You'll know. self-awareness though we got to come back to that maybe we need a whole a whole episode just on the self-awareness piece of constantly staying in tune with yourself constantly working on knowing watching your emotions emotions aren't necessarily bad is when they're out of control and then they're controlling us versus us controlling them it like expressing emotions aren't bad we're just all over the place. We're hyper. What is it? Hyper emotional. Like <clears throat> at the moment that anything happens outside of us, we're, we're all over the place. We crumble to pieces and it's like the hell with our goals, the hell with everything. I don't care, whatever. I'm tired. And those are the moments that you got to come back to that. You got to have an emergency kit. I'm serious. Like whether you write it down, whether you keep it on index cards or whether you put it in your phone, you got to have an emergency kit to come back to. Whether it's when you failed in your goals, whether it's when life is getting too tough, whether your emotions, if you feel somebody, you know, quote unquote, making you angry or frustrated, you got to have an emergency kit. What do you come back to? Do you have some special verses that you read? Do you have quotes that you read? Do you have a video that you listen to? There's a there's one on YouTube that I used to listen to all to, all the time, and I would let it replay in my ear, even when I was working, and I would turn it low, but I would have it just replaying over and over and over because I wanted to 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 program my subconscious. 
And so it's um it's by Abraham Hicks and I believe it's called um It's Easy to Feel Good. And I love it. I love it because you know, the and it's I don't know, it may be about ten minutes long, but she goes on, um Esther goes on and she's just talking about it's it's easy to feel good. It's easy to feel good. You know, she goes on and says some other things. It has some, you know, music or whatever to it. But it was magical to me because it would help bring me out of, you know, certain moments where I felt like, all right, you know, damn it, I am tired. Like, I'm not going to just say that I ain't tired. Well, no, damn it, I'm tired. You know, I've been trying to do this and trying to do that, and I'm tired now, okay? And after a while you know, you get to the point to where you don't need it anymore. So now there's the internal system. I'm more connected to it. So when those times come, it's almost like I feel myself talking to me like, okay, what do we got going on here? What do we got? No, 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 no. No one else has the power to make you upset. So what's going on? Why are you upset right now? What's, you know what I mean? So, but until you build to that point, use these tools, use these tools and and that was um oh oops i don't know what that was but anyway um yeah so that's it y'all that's it i i am the key the key to really really staying consistent with your health goals i believe you got to burn those boats Adopt the all or nothing attitude. Eliminate the need tos. Make this your mission, not in a forceful way, but it's it's making a commitment. The same way you commit to going to college and getting a degree when you're tired, when you don't feel like it. How do you find the energy then? How do you find the focus then? How are you able to do it then when you don't feel like being a parent? But you do it anyway. What is that? It's the same principle, y'all. How 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 do you how do you get yourself to this point of firing yourself up on the inside? Just look at the other areas that you already do it. You really don't have to think that hard or come up with anything, you know outlandish just look at what you're already doing don't tell me you can't do the impossible you do it all the time you do it all the time you commit all the time you stay consistent all the time you stay consistent with your job that you hate you there every day at the same time you leave every day at the same time that looks pretty consistent to me and that's something you don't even like i'm asking you to do something you like I'm hoping you like to take care of yourself. I'm hoping you like to set up your your life and your future for better. I'm hoping. I don't know. That's what I'm assuming if you're listening. What are those areas that where you've already burned your boats, where you've decided it could be in your marriage, you've decided that I'm burning the boat. Like, I, I'm not getting off the island. I'm going to stay here and enjoy this island or figure out how. But I'm going to, I'm not going to hop on the ship and get out of Dodge. So you're already doing these things. You just got to redirect them. You just got to redirect that energy. The reason it's hard to stay consistent with your health goals because it ain't that important to you yet. 
like I said, if you got a bad report from your doctor, it would become important to you then. It ain't important to you yet. If you were looking death dead in his eyes, oh, your health would become important then. Right now, eh, it's optional. So that's what I've been trying to say this whole hour, y'all. This is that's what I've been, that one word. Remove the options. If you want to succeed with your health goals, it can no longer become optional. It can no longer become optional. It has to become a priority. Right now, it's not a priority. The moment you make it a priority, the same way you make whatever else a priority. How? How can you <laughs> think about this now? And I don't want to pick on anybody, but think about how the, the commitments that we make, like we make getting a haircut or our hair done a priority every week. And I'm asking you to make your health a priority. I'm asking you, you can't eat one healthy meal a week? Do that on your way to or from your hair appointment or to or from getting your car washed. Like, how do you put more time and effort into your car? That don't make any sense. Consistent. Consistency. We all got it. We just got to figure out where to apply it. You dig? That's all I'm saying, y'all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I got. That's all I got. Hopefully that makes some sense and hopefully that, um, hopefully it helps and I'm a, I'm going to, um, maybe that's what I'll do. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, maybe I'll put, you know, a post up that would actually point you to, I know I said this before, look, I hear you leave me alone. I'm trying to get better now. I know I said I was going to post this before, but damn it, I'm going to post it. Some resources, whether it's audio, whether it's books, whether it's quotes, um, things that maybe I'll do that. Call it the the, um, stay consistent emergency kit or, you know, something to that effect. But things that you can really use, you got to you got to plug. You got to be careful. I, I We keep going back to the gates and those things that you're watching and listening to and the people that you are watching and listening to and speaking to, they don't help your cause. You got to really create this bubble around yourself. I'm not saying, you know, don't talk to anybody or maybe I am. It depends on who you're talking to now, but creating a new atmosphere for yourself. It's no different than you think of a job. You think of a job that's full of drama. You go into a new environment where the culture is completely different. You have a completely different experience. It's the same thing. So if you're interested in reprogramming your thought process, you're going to have to inundate yourself with, with new things, with new ideas, with, with things that speak life, that are um, optimistic and, and, and positive and, you know, life-giving and all those things. And whether it's in the car, like, please, if you're commuting to work, please do not waste that time listening to the radio. No offense. I mean, sometimes it might make you feel good. I guess that's cool. But think about all that time that you can use to have something that actually speaks to you. So even if you are listening to music, is it speaking to you? I mean, 
don't be um, restrictive. It's all different genres of music that you can use to kind of, you know, help that mind power that you're looking to create. Does that make any sense? All right, y'all. I think I've said enough. Let me know if um, that was of any help. Well, if it wasn't, like Rook, I said, I heard everything that you said, and I still don't know no more than I knew before in regard to, to being consistent. And um, we'll revisit it. That's all I got, y'all. Until next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Rook Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.